Well, again, if the Lord tarries, we are just hours away from another new year. And again, it is uh, almost startling, you know, to stop and to think about the fact that 2024 is here. On one hand, that number just sounds so big to me. Uh, but on the other, where did 2023 go? Like, it just seems like everything has been such a blur that this year has passed so quickly. Now, if you, like many, if you have begun that sometimes tedious process of coming up with your New Year's resolution, your, your list of improvements of things that you hope to work on in this coming year, great. That's a very good thing to do. It's always good to set goals. Typically, those resolutions for us, more times than not, they're more physical oriented than they are spiritual, though. And, and so what, what I'd like to kind of propose to us this morning is that we set out to have a few spiritual resolutions as we look forward to the coming year. Things in our spiritual life that we would like to strive individually, maybe even collectively as a congregation, to do better at, to be who God has called us to be. The first resolution is this. Be careful. Ephesians 5 says there, beginning of verse 15, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the, the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Church, we need to be very careful how we live our life. We need to be very careful to make sure that we're living our life as those who are wise. We need to be careful to make sure that we're using and and utilizing our time and our talents to the very best of our ability. We need to be careful and make sure that we ourselves are not doing anything to contribute to that which is evil. We need to be careful and make sure that we are carrying out the the Lord's will in our life every day and in every way. So be careful. Sounds simple enough, doesn't it? You understand though, this is more of a warning than it is anything else. It's a warning. Be careful. The warning is needed because even though we understand the need to be more spiritually minded, we're not always as spiritual as we should be. The truth of the matter is, the reason oftentimes our, even our New Year's resolutions tend to circle around the physical things of this life is because it is the, the physical, the temporary, that oftentimes is most important to us. And so we need to be very careful that we're not a people who are allowing the things of this world to, to become too much in our life. We need to be a people, again, who are more spiritual-minded, more eternal-minded than we are temporary. Focused on the here, on the now, on the physical. Focused on that which will not last forever. So as we move into this new year, we want to strive to be a people who are being very careful. Because you see, oftentimes when we're not being careful, our focus is no longer what it maybe once was. Our focus is not what it needs to be. And you see, if our focus is on the here and the now, if our focus is on the temporary, then our focus is not on Jesus. And if our focus is not on Jesus, then our focus has to be on this earth. And if our focus is not on Jesus, then our focus is on this earth, then that means our focus is on ourself. And so we need to be very careful and very mindful that we're striving to be a people who are focused on that which is above. 
Remember a passage of Colossians chapter 3, beginning of verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated, at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died. Your life is hidden with Christ. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. If then you have been raised with Christ, who among us have been raised with Christ? All of us who have obeyed the gospel of Christ. If we have obeyed the gospel of Christ and been baptized for the forgiveness of our sins, we have been raised in Christ. I got that part. If you then who have been raised in Christ, you need to seek the things that are above. You need to keep your eyes on that which is eternal. You need to make sure that your your focus is on Jesus. Not on this life. That's the call that all of us as children of God have been called to make. I think it was been several, several years ago now that the, the Toyota company, they recalled some 4 million vehicles because the accelerator were, were getting stuck to the floor. That's kind of dangerous, right? It's pretty common, though, for calls to get recalls. I'm sure many of you have probably received those recall notices for various things in regards to your car. And you take it in, you get it serviced, they, they take care of it, you give your car back, and you're on the road again. Why do they do that? They do that because there's something wrong with the car. Sometimes our life, our spiritual life, there's something wrong with our spiritual life. Sometimes our spiritual life just even more so than that car, needs to be recalled. Sometimes our spiritual life needs to be examined. Sometimes our spiritual life really needs to be looked at in comparison to what the Word and the will of God really is. So as we enter into this new year, we need to be very careful. We need to be very careful and put our mind on that which is above instead of being focused on that which is of this earth. If all I'm ever chasing is is the pleasures and the desires and the happiness of this earth, I will continue to be unhappy. I will continue to be unfulfilled. I will continue to chase the next whatever it is. The next dream, the next car, the next house, the next job, the next paycheck. Whatever that next is, I will continue to chase those things. Because I have put my focus on the temporary things of this earth. But you know what I found, and I'm sure you have found it to be true too. The things of this earth, they don't satisfy us, do they? They may make us happy for a minute, (laughs) but then it passes. And it passes just as quick as Christmas just did. And just as soon as the, the wrapping paper is thrown away and the boxes are thrown away, you find yourself thinking about next year. Because those gifts have already gotten old. Because those gifts were never meant to sustain you. The physical things of this life were never meant to sustain you, church. That which is eternal. That which is above. That should be where our focus is. So we need to be a people moving into this new new year. We need to be a people who are very careful. That's a wonderful New Year's resolution. We also need to be a people who are thoughtful. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Be thoughtful. Be thoughtful about what? Be thoughtful about the reality that you are, or at least you're supposed to be, filled with the Spirit of God. I ran across an article 
some time ago that I've held on to. I've read it a lot. Short article. It's entitled this, How to Be Miserable. Alright, so if you're here right now and you want to know how to be miserable, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to share with you real quickly all you have to do to ensure that you live a miserable life. Think about yourself. Talk about yourself. Use I as often as possible. Mirror yourself continually in the opinions of others. Listen greedily to what people say about you. Expect to be appreciated. Be suspicious. Be jealous. Be envious. Be sensitive to slights. Never forgive a criticism. Trust nobody but yourself. Insist on consideration and respect. Demand agreement with your own views of everything. Sulk if people are not grateful to you for the favors you've shown them. Never forget a service you have been rendered. Shirk your duties if you can. And do as little as possible for others. If you want to be or continue to be miserable, that's how you do it. Now, does anything on that list, any one thing or any multiple of those things, describe our life? If so, then there's a a pretty good indication why we're not as happy, maybe, as we wish we were. Maybe that's why we're a little more miserable, if we want to be honest, a little more miserable than what we want to be. It's because, again, our focus is where? Our focus is here. Our focus is not on the Spirit of God. Our focus is on ourselves. And as long as we continue to be self-centered, self-focused, all about me and what I'm going to get and how I'm going to be treated in this life, as long as it's about I, you're not going to have a very happy new year. And the ripple effect is, neither are the people around you. You're going to be miserable, and your misery is going to just like spill over. And sometimes your misery will spill over to the extent that, you know what, the people around you, they won't want to be around you any longer because they have a choice. <laughs> and then they'll say, you know what, I, I don't want your misery to spill off on me, so I'm going to separate myself from you. And I can't say I really blame them for doing that. That's called boundaries. We, we can have boundaries in this life. It's okay. But if you want to be a miserable person, you continue to live for yourself instead of living for the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 31 says, So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Everything you do in this life, church, should be for whose glory? Well, for mine. Everything I do is so people will pat me on the back and tell me what a great job I'm doing and build me up. That's why, that's why I do what I do. No. No. Everything that we do is for the glory of God. If we're doing it with the proper motivation. If we're doing it in a way that will continue to instill joy in us. A spiritual gift from above that lasts, not like happiness which is fleeting. But that spiritual blessing from above. If we will do all that we do for the glory of God, we'll find that blessing in so many more. Galatians 6 says there, beginning verse 2, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Again, we're, we're, not, we're talking about not looking at ourselves, right? We're talking about not being so me-focused. So if I'm not going to be so self-centered and I'm going to be looking out for the, the needs and the interests of others, then I'm going to be willing to bear one another's burdens. Going down the end of verse 9, it says, Let us not grow weary of doing good. That can happen sometimes, can it, church? 
Let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are the household of faith. One time Jesus was asked, Teacher, which is the the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, or excuse me, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and foremost first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So church, if we love God with our whole being, if we love our our fellow man, we love one another the way that we've been called to love, we really can't go wrong. So as this new year progresses, will we be a a people who will be thoughtful? Will we be thoughtful of the reality that we are filled with the Spirit of God and will be more Spirit-centered than self-centered? Will we strive to to do and to, to know and to share the will of God with others? Will we put the will of God, will we put His will ahead of our own? Will we be those spiritually minded people that He's called us to be? Will we set our mind on things like like Scripture and and prayer and and serving and praising? Will we be more thoughtful of those things? And less thoughtful of ourselves? What a wonderful New Year's resolution that would be. Finally, be thankful. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm a firm believer that when one remains thankful in this life, it will help he or she remain on that straight and narrow path that Christ has called us to live. Will it be easy to stay on that path? No. But you have a much better chance of staying on that path if you're a truly thankful person. You see, when you're not thankful, that's typically because that means you're you're really not aware of the many ways that God has blessed your life. And and if you're not really aware of the blessings of this life, you you can't really be as as thankful as you need to be. And, And if you're not as thankful as you need to be, you begin to... Be a lot less content with what you have and the circumstances you find yourself in. And the less content you are, oh, this is a vicious cycle, church. The less content you are, you start looking for that contentment to be fulfilled, not in things of above, but by the things on this earth. And going back to that first point, you keep chasing that cycle. You just find yourself in that never-ending cycle of wanting to be happy, wanting to have joy, wanting to feel peace and contentment. But because you're not thankful, you're always searching for the next big thing. You don't have that joy the way that you could have it. You don't have that peace. You don't have that, that contentment. Because you think that something on this earth is going to finally fill that void that is in you that only God and God alone can fill. But it takes a thankful person to understand that. It takes a thankful person to live the life that we've been called to live. 
The psalmist would write in Psalm 103, beginning of verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity? Who heals all your diseases? Dr. Dale Robbins wrote, I used to think people complained because they had a lot of problems. But I've come to realize they have problems because they complain. Complaining doesn't change anything or make situations better. It amplifies our frustration. It spreads discontent and discord and can invoke an invitation for the devil to cause havoc with our lives. So complaining, not being thankful, complaining is actually what makes us miserable, not that which we're complaining about. That's on us, isn't it? That's definitely on us. Do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. A positive, a thankful person is someone who shines an amazing light in this very dark world of ours. And we can only truly shine when we're thankful. Because again, if we're not thankful, then we're going to be filled with complaining and discontent and grumbling and disputing. But if we're living the life of thanksgiving that God has called us to live, if we're living a life of thanksgiving that God deserves for us to live, since we know and understand all the many blessings that He has bestowed upon us, we'll live a life of thanksgiving. We, we are a light in a very dark world. What a wonderful new year that it could be to be a people who are living a a thankful life. Someone said that they they called their parents on New Year's Day to wish them a a happy New Year's. And and that the dad answered his his cell phone first, you know, when it was ringing and was talking to his, his son. And he said, Dad, did you make any New Year's resolutions? He said, yeah, I did. He said, well, what are your New Year's resolutions this year, Dad? He says, well, my number one New Year's resolution this year is to make sure I do everything in my power to keep your mom happy all year long. And he said, well, all right, that's, that's really sweet. And then after a little while, you know, Mom got on the phone and they're catching up. And he, he says, Mom, I already asked Dad, but what's your New Year's resolution? She says, oh, I have a New Year's resolution too. My New Year's resolution is to make sure that your dad, that he keeps his New Year's resolution. <laughs> Don't you know, as God above looks down on His children, and and He sees our resolutions, physical, but especially spiritual. Don't you know that He looks down on those spiritual resolutions and He goes, I want to do everything I can to help them keep those. Because He knows that it's what's best for us. He knows that the the best life we can live is a life of of surrender, a life of obedience, a a life of self-sacrifice, not a a life of self-centeredness. He understands that. That's the life He's called us to live. So in this new year, let's be careful. Let's be thoughtful. Let's be very thankful for truly we have so much to be thankful for. If we can help you with any of your spiritual needs this morning, won't you come as we stand and sing?